There are so many cultures and those, there are so many beautiful people outside and so many beautiful words. Let's kind of try to show it each other. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello listeners, hello Fluent fam. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. That's a website where you can find courses, tips and guides to help you learn another language. And I'm here to talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. I hope you're doing great. You've had a good start into the summer. In today's episode, I'm bringing you an interview with one of the co-founders and one of the producers from Easy German and Easy Languages. Huge, huge YouTube channel. All together, this hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people around the world watching the videos from Easy German. They're absolutely awesome. And in our conversation, we had such a nice, nice time. So that's what's happening today. Manuel and Janusz, they are here and I know you're going to love the interview. As always, just to give you a little heads up, the interview that we have recorded is in the category of bilingual, because Janusz and Manuel are German speakers. And as you guys might know, ich bin auch Deutsche, I am also from Germany. So every now and then we switched back into German, just to make it easy for you all to get a little bit of listening practice, authentic German language. Now, if you're not a German learner and you're listening to The Fluent Show, I invite you to listen to those parts of the interviews anyway. They're usually, I don't think any of them are longer than three, four, five minutes and maybe you'll pick up the odd word. Maybe you'll get used to listening to German and it's just fun and language learning is all about making yourself comfortable in the uncomfortable. Now before we start the interview, let me give you two announcements. I've got something super exciting to talk about. First, Shout out to the Fluent Show sponsor. As always, the Fluent Show sponsor is Jabla. So if you're excited about the videos from Easy German, you're going to love Jabla because that's all about video as well. So you can jump from one to the next and learn a whole language through video. Jabla is an online database that is available in six languages, German, English, French, Italian, Chinese and Spanish. <laughs> That's it. And in, on Yabla, you can find videos about lots and lots of topics from beginner to advanced. You can find your own skill level, try it all out. The player is amazing. It really has all the tools you need to study a language and progress quickly. Now, Yabla is also popular and trusted by its users around the world. I recently had a look at their trustpilot.com profile. And if you type Yabla in there, you're going to see over 2,739 reviews. So that's a really good trusted product. It's not just me telling you about it. They've been around for a good while and they are particularly useful and used by schools and teachers and language learning groups. So if you're a teacher, go check them out. You can get a two-week trial. So drive it all to your heart's content. Use it as much as you like at yabla.com slash fluent show. Thanks so much to Yabla for supporting the show. And secondly, 
Listeners, event season is slowly starting. Behind the scenes, Women in Language is, is waking up. But before I talk to you about that, I have a story about the Sisters Only Language Summit. Have you heard of it? If not, here's what that one's all about. So the Sisters Only Language Summit. About a year and a half ago, four women came together to network. And they were Shahida Foster from Black Girls Learn Languages. And you've heard her here on the show before. Tamara Marie from Spanish Consulsa. Her interview is coming on the show soon. So maybe one day I'll get the... I'll get Sisters Only Bingo. <laughs> so we've got Shahida Foster, Tamara Marie, LaDonna Jackson from Discovering Language and Desta Hale from Languages Through Music. They connected every month. They started talking about the state of the language learning community and noticed that at every international polyglot event, there were very few black women and very few black speakers. So they decided... I love this part of the story, Makes reminds me of Women in Language, they decided to do their own event, to create an event for black women where all the participants would feel seen and heard. And that was the start of the Sisters Only Language Summit. In April 2020, the summit held its first live event and over 75 women from all over the world attended virtually and expressed their gratitude for finally having a space where they could connect with other women of color over their passion of languages. And the feedback was so positive, the organizers have already, super quick, put together a second event, which is going to take place on 25th July. So that's July the 25th. All women of African descent are invited to join the Sisters Only Language Summit on Saturday, July 25th. It's going to be a day full of workshops. Here are some of the topics, how to raise bilingual kids, total immersion when living abroad, how to start earning money from your language passion. It's a good one. And how to prep for language exams as well. There's going to be a panel discussion on how to get started learning languages as a beginner, presentations on African languages, plus some cool prizes and language product discounts. So this is a really huge hugely colorful, amazing event. Now, if you are not a woman of color, this is an event mostly for women of color. If you're not a woman of color, but you want to support the event, please share it with any black women you know who are interested in language learning. And you can also show your support by buying a ticket that the organizers can use to sponsor a student to attend for free. Now, Fluent Farm, here's the good bit. Here's the super exciting bit. I did that. So if you're a woman of color, a student, and you think maybe you can't afford it, or maybe you're interested, but oh, how much is it going to cost? The Fluent Show has got your back. I have already bought three tickets for you that you can use. So this is my first uh, venture out into event sponsorship, and I couldn't think of a better place to do it than with the Sisters Only Language Summit. There are some Fluent Show tickets waiting there for you. For more information, if you want to buy a ticket, if you want to support the summit, or you really want to join, go over to sistersonlylanguagesummit.com or you can find them as well on Instagram and on Facebook under Sisters Only Language Summit. So that's sistersonlylanguagesummit.com and I'm just absolutely delighted over the moon to be a partner of this event in a very small way. Really, thank you so much to Tamara, to Shahida, to Desta and to LaDonna. You are doing wonderful things. 
Now, listeners, I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. We have got the interview coming up. And there's quite a few little unknown stories in there about easy languages and easy German that I didn't expect. For example, did you know that easy languages is a bit of a family affair? Did you know <laughs> that Janusz can't, like, has to talk about an e-bike and we were all talking about e-bikes and it was just so so much fun and just you will feel all throughout this interview Janusz and Manuel's passion for connecting the world through the videos that they make it's a wonderful one and it's time to switch over hi Manuel hi Janusz yeah Janusz and Manuel willkommen willkommen im Fluent Show <laughs> danke hi Jetzt habe ich schon gesagt, im Fluent Show. Ich weiß gar nicht, ob der Show, so würde ich das nie sagen. Willkommen bei der Fluent Show. Genau, die Show. I have never said this in German. <laughs> so we're going to be speaking English for most of the interview and maybe we'll switch a little bit into German and Fluent Show listeners. If you're a res regular listener, you know what we're doing. We're doing bilingual interview a little bit, whichever way we're comfortable. So today I'm joined by Janusz and Manuel. A Secret father and son team. Tell me about that. <laughs> it's not so <laughs> secret anymore. It it wasn't it it was never a secret. It's just that we never really spoke about it in any public form. And then we recently did a podcast episode where we spoke about it and then <laughs> people are writing. Yeah, and it is also not a coincidence at all because Manuel was there like always. Like uh, before even the Easy German started, we had a media um, working group and Manuel was kind of uh, participating and working with us as well. Mm -hmm. And now, now these days, sometimes people, like when we do a video together, sometimes some, someone will write on YouTube, oh, such a cute father and son video. And then someone else writes fake news. <laughs> look at their last names they can't be father and son <laughs> yeah so yeah so you two are podcasting together and you also making video to videos together so for most of our listeners i imagine they already know the easy languages and easy german channels but you guys are mostly the easy german channel which is the big one still in this group do you want to explain your view of it or if you wanted to explain to somebody who has no clue what this channel is about what would you even say sure well i would first uh, uh, explain that manuel produce pod a podcast that his main task within easy german and that he produces it with uh, my wife uh, which is also kind of a funny situation Manuel, would you like to explain it? Sure. We're starting with the podcast, but the podcast is really the newest thing that we started. We started the podcast eight months ago, and um, and now we're also podcasters. But really, just like you said, Kirsten, Easy German was and is a, new, a YouTube channel and has been for the past 15 years, I think. Um, yeah. And I think it was a hobby for... Janusz and Kari for the longest time and then turned into more of a regular hobby and then eventually turned into a job and then eventually turned into a network called Easy Languages where we have yeah. 
lots and lots of co-producers and people all around the world doing the same thing, which is essentially uh, making material, making videos that help people learn a certain language. So we're not a language school. We're not usually teaching the language. Uh, none of us are trained teachers in any way, but we um, the main format is that we go out into the street and we talk to people about a specific topic. So every week we go out, the latest video um, that just ca just came out yesterday was Janusz going out and asking people, okay, do you have any secrets? And if so, can you share one of your secrets with us? <laughs> and then we just put subtitles. I work with my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, put subtitles in German and English. So bilingual subtitles and then easy French. We'll put French and English subtitles and so on. And it's just, uh, it's just great for people who are learning a language because there's not that much authentic material where you're actually hearing and listening to people speaking in a regular way to regular people about regular stuff, but then also with the added benefit of the subtitles. And that's the main format. And with the podcast, we're doing we're trying something very similar, and we can talk about that. But um, but yeah, that's that would be the main the short explanation of basically what easy languages and easy German is. Yeah, that's true. And um, the thing is, the subtitles we are giving people so that they can read what they hear. They hear, they see people, and they hear people speaking German, and they can read what they are saying. But our subtitles are really um, very detailed, very, uh, what is the uh, English word for this? Accurate. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, accurate. It's like accurate. You, you, really, you really can read every, uh, uh, you know, and that's um, quite good for people who struggle with le learning a language. But it's just a language experience. What they lack is uh, having a contact, everyday contact with the language. And this is what we provide. Mm. Uh, you mentioned that you started as a hobby. So I I wonder what what was the first video that you did? And okay, who decides? Oh, I know what I fancy doing in my spare time. I want to go and talk to strangers <laughs> and then put subtitles on it. Yeah, there is a very beautiful story behind it. Uh, so I have to correct it a little bit. Uh, it was never a hobby, really. It was uh, I was working as a media trainer on a, in a in a high school in Münster, and uh, I was always trying to encourage students to um, say something using a, a new media, like a camera, and um, and and say it in internet using the camera. This was very new, and we had a, a media. This, this was an after-school activity, but we were the school supported us so we were really good equipped and at that time we were like winning all what we could win uh, within this theme like media in internet because we were kind of uh, a little bit quicker than other schools and uh, one of the exercises was uh, take a microphone go out and annoy people make us laugh make something funny and and the reason was a, 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 a teacher from this school and our friend and also 
a teacher who worked with us on this project, told us that he is going to visit a family in Vietnam and that in this family two girls are trying to learn German. And so I said, hey, it would be so nice if you could take a video with you where we kind of support, show our support for those two girls. And, um, and this is, uh, and we did it. Uh, I uh, have two students with me. We went into the city. Our concept was we will shout at people hello and we will observe their reactions because Germans are known for being a little bit stiff, you know, and uh, it was probably, we, we thought it will be a situation where they will be um, not so uh, flexible and the, the reaction would probably be uh, fun. And that's exactly what we did. And this uh, uh, teacher took this video for those two girls, for T and Trang. Those are the names of the girls. And at the same time, uh, they will uh, pop up a new service on internet. And the name of the service was YouTube. And so I uploaded this video there just to try out what, what the hell is it, this YouTube? What is it all about? And this video became very popular very quickly. Today we would say it went viral. Oh. And this is the beginning of our story. Yeah, two million views. <laughs> this terrible video, two minutes. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> When, when was this? How old is YouTube? I don't even know. 13 years ago. What? <laughs> oh, amazing. See, I remember I learned German. I learned German? No, I am German. I learned English in, you know, in my small town. I, I'm from really near Bancaster on, on the Moselle, which is really touristy. So we would get, I would get my English lessons in school. And Janusz, probably the same for you. So you it was before internet, you learned another language and it was basically just like, here are some tapes where people read out what your textbook says. And then I remember spending 50 marks because the the shop where I went on a day trip that took like two hours to drive to the nearest city and the shop had one video in English and it was to film the full Monty. Um mm. I don't even know what it's called in German now, but it was it was the the English original. And I spent 50 marks on this video, which now you can't imagine. There's so much money when you're a teenager. And I just yeah. watched this video over and over again. That's how the access I had to any kind of spoken English. And sometimes we would have tourist groups in Bancaster of of English native speakers, because all the tourist buses would come and kind of walk around the city and go, oh, pretty, pretty. And um, I would follow them around like a spy. You know, and try and not be seen just so I could hear some people speaking this yeah. this magical native English, you know. And now it's so different. I have a very, very um, similar experiences as I try to learn English. Um, I was, uh, uh, I, I used to live in Poland at that time. Poland is like my native country. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just as you to told, it was very difficult to get uh, a language experience. So 
I never hunted for people who would speak English, <laughs> but I remember once I was just passing by and, and uh, two guys were, um, one of them was thirsty and was asking the other one if he had, would have something to drink. And he said, I'm going to buy orange juice. And I was like walking and repeating this, what I for the first time heard live, like, Orange juice. Wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it used to be like magical gold dust. And Absolutely. Easy German. It's like you're you're giving everybody the gold dust, right? Yeah. We try and it works. Yeah. Manuel, I have a question for you. What attracted you to becoming a video and audio producer to join in? It's funny. I thought about just this the other day because for the longest time um, I thought it was so weird when people took over their their parents' business or like d did the same thing, essentially. Like so many doctors become doctors because their dads are doctors, right? And I always thought that that was kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't you just do your own thing? And then it recently, because now I'm a full-time, I used to help with Easy German episodes and host host them occasionally, but it was just for fun. It was just, you know, sp spending some time together and whatever, we'll do an Easy German episode. And I just recently, basically, uh, for the past few months, uh, when we started the podcast, that's when I became like a full member of of the team. And now I actually work full-time on Easy German and Easy Languages stuff. And it's kind of, it struck me that it's funny that I'm actually doing the same thing that my dad is doing because I never viewed it that way. And I was always really interested in media. I studied media production. I shot films when I was a kid. Um, but I mean, that's also, I think, because that's what my dad was into, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I would like to think that was that it was also just coming from like I you know the moment that I got my hands on a camera I was shooting videos I have videos of me when I was six years old filming stuff yeah um but yeah but that's how it happened basically I have also one story like uh to explain uh, where you're coming from so you are you're co I didn't have really much influence on you it was just uh at this age like as you were 12 or 13, uh, we happened to be interested in the same thing. And also all our friends were interested in internet and how to communicate on internet. And I remember till today, uh, we started to communicate in forum, but it was not possible to insert a picture in your forum um, post. And I was raging. I was like, it's not possible i i just i will i uh, refuse to believe that you are not that it's not possible to insert a photo in my post it has to be possible and you were the first one who uh, inserted the post in our forum and i was like i remember till today so you were always there and um, yeah yeah i've always been a nerd and very interested in technology <laughs> um, so. And it's all related, right? I mean, what we're doing is about learning languages, but it's also it's also really 
about technology because we're not on TV, we're not traditional media. You know, it started with YouTube. Now we're doing a podcast. Also, we're experimenting with a lot of other um, things. The network of co-producers that we work with, we all communicate in Slack now, and we have these monthly meetings where we meet uh, on like Zoom or whatever. I don't know. It's so the whole thing is also a techie kind of operation and some people really don't care about that like for them that's just a necessity that's how we work together and for me that's also part of the excitement like i like that stuff i like researching equipment and how do we make things work mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's podcasters uh, <laughs> that's yeah true. and i come i come even from a even more ancient idea uh, and the idea was of an uh, often a canal so this was this public access TV mm -hmm. where I started my career. So I, I was invited to help uh, in the newly uh, opened uh, public access TV. Uh, and so I produced uh, two regular programs and, uh, um, and I started also to take to work with students uh, and with German students who would go to Poland for a student exchange, mm -hmm. you know. And so this, uh, we, we have started very early to think, how can we use internet to keep those two groups communicating uh, with each other a little bit longer than only this 10, 10 days when they actually see each other during the student exchange. And this was before uh, Facebook, before YouTube, before anything in internet. Mm -hmm. But still, we, we had a very strong um, feeling that it has to be done. Like, there is an internet, it's possible to send messages, it's possible to send pictures or even films, and those Polish students learn German, and these German students are really uh, nice guys, ready to help and ready to enjoy it. So let's do it. And uh, yeah, still we didn't uh, we didn't end up uh, inventing Facebook, but we were close, guys. <laughs> God, that could have gone a different way. <laughs> uh, now I will just quickly ask this uh, in German, weil ich glaube, das ist für, vor allem für Deutschlerner interessant, die Idee vom, oder dieses Konzept vom offenen Kanal, also yeah. der offene Kanal ist im Prinzip Community Television, ne? Yeah. Ähm, gibt's, ist das ein, ein besonders deutsches Konzept? Oder? Nein, 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 es kam aus Amerika okay. äh, mit dem Namen Public Access TV okay. und in Amerika gab es die Befürchtung, dass die äh, reichen Menschen, also all diese hm, Gruppen, die genug Geld hatten, quasi die Überhand nehmen in äh, Medienaustausch, in der Möglichkeit, etwas nach draußen zu kommunizieren. Und deshalb hat man äh, gesagt, wir werden diese Public Access TV ähm, Dinger schaffen, damit jeder, der etwas zu sagen hat, und es sagen will, auch äh, imstande ist, zu sagen. Ja? Und diese wunderbare Idee wurde aber sehr schnell verbalhornt, weil 
Es ist nicht so ganz einfach, etwas medial zu vermitteln. Man muss das schon können. Und wenn das nur halt so ganz Leute, die gar keine Erfahrung da drin haben, nehmen, dann äh, es endet es oft in eine Katastrophe. Und so haben diese offenen Kanäle sich mhm. sehr schnell einen sehr schlechten Ruf erarbeitet, weil die Menschen, die dort publiziert haben, haben wirklich Schrott und unverantwortliche Blödeleien äh, publiziert. Und äh, es wurde zu einem Synonym für für lächerliche Qualität und schlechte Arbeit. Ähm, und äh, YouTube ist im Grunde ein Public Access äh, Medium, aber YouTube hat etwas, was es YouTube besser macht, nämlich äh, diese Kommentare unter dem Video. Das heißt, wenn du etwas Dämliches äh, postest oder etwas, was Fehler drin hat, dann wirst du mit den Kommentaren bestraft dafür, solange bis du denkst, hm, nächstes Mal mache ich das besser. Das, das ist eine interessante ist eine, Theorie. Ist eine sehr positive Sichtweise <lacht> auf, ja, ja, auf YouTube-Kommentare. Ja, weil die Leute, noch, sind, die, die Leute können ganz schön gemein werden und zwar sehr schnell. Ja, wir haben auch andere Probleme mit YouTube, das wissen wir. Aber jetzt rein von dieser Seite, ich produziere zum Beispiel ein Video, in dem ich versuche, anderen Menschen zu helfen, meine Sprache zu lernen. Und ich mache dort aber ähm, einen Fehler. Dann wird es mir noch zehn Jahre später in den Kommentaren auf die Nase gerieben. Wie sagt man auf Deutsch? Gebunden, ähm, sagt man. Vor die <lacht> so, Nase gehalten. Ja, wird mir dann vorbehalten, so, ah, und da ist ein Fehler, hm, schlecht. Äh, und deshalb, äh, das ist diese, diese schöne äh, Kraft der Selbstverbesserung bei YouTube. Und wir sehen heute, als wir angefangen auf YouTube zu produzieren, da mh, bis heute erzähle ich nicht gerne, dass wir auf YouTube äh, publizieren, weil ja, der Ruf war am Anfang ganz, ganz schlecht. Ja. Und erst als Obama äh, seinen eigenen Channel eröffnet hatte, erst dann merkte man so, hm, eigentlich kann man auch ganz äh, ernsthafte Sachen auf YouTube machen und, äh, und qualitativ gute Sachen. Und mittlerweile gibt es sehr viel davon. Und wenn man, wenn man ein bisschen schlau ist und ein bisschen suchen kann, dann findet man äh, diese schönen Sachen für sich selber und den ganzen Blödsinn und diese ganze äh, äh, verschwörungstheoretische Sachen, die kann man ignorieren zumindest, ja. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm, I will ask this one in English, because this, for me, this is interesting and Before we started this interview, I had no idea that you two are related. And then you mentioned, Janusz, you mentioned my wife. So someone's going to have to draw me a family tree of Easy German now, please. But also, how do I imagine easy languages? Is it like, are you a tech startup? Do you have slides in, your, in a big office where people <laughs> slide down? <laughs> you know, and I don't know, like, like we Google? Are, we, are, we, we are franchise system. Yeah. A very regular franchise system. So people, yeah. Let's start with the first one. So okay. family tree is uh, is easy. Janusz is my dad. Kari is his 
wife. Uh-huh. Uh, we all work together. And also Kari's sister, Easy, works with us. She does community management for Easy German. Um, also her boyfriend, Mitch, uh, works on Easy German and Easy English. I think yeah. those are all the family ties. Um <laughs> and yeah. then a lot of people who are not uh, <laughs> related uh, work yeah. with us. Yeah. And um, so Janusz already explained the genesis of Easy German. Mm-hmm. And I think we can credit Kari, your wife, um, with turning it into a franchise or or basically saying, hey, this is working. People find this beneficial. People are watching this. And... Obviously, people aren't just learning German. They're also learning other languages. Absolutely, yeah. And so she basically opened it up. And we can talk about that process, or maybe you can explain that process, but where we're at now, we're not a startup in the sense that we, like we're not, our co-producers are largely independent and they have, um, uh, some of them have their own YouTube channel, um, the s- smaller ones um, mm-hmm. are still under the umbrella YouTube channel Easy Languages, um, and they produce their own videos. They develop their own ideas. Um, some of them run their own Patreon campaigns. Um, so on one hand, it's all very independent, but it's a franchise in the sense that we basically all pursue the same idea, which is providing authentic language learning material. Uh, we don't... Yeah produce scripted content we usually go out on the street and talk with people and um, also we use this community of people of producers that we have for everybody's benefit so we work together we develop ideas together we um, support each other on technical issues absolutely and uh, uh, quality control we steal each other questions we steal each other's ideas or do there's a um, um, project now where all of the channels or almost all of the channels uh, do a, a topic about um, about popular sayings mm-hmm. and then integrate the other languages into their own that makes sense. Uh, language. So we're working together as well. Yeah. But it's really um, it's really independent projects that all come together under this umbrella. And you have forgotten the most uh, important thing. We all have the same jingle. <laughs> <laughs> That's really important. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's definitely a like a big look and feel that is that is very very consistent. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have the for same. Sure. But I would like to correct something because at the beginning, as Kari started, and um, uh, I was always with her on it, uh, we we didn't think about money. It was we thought uh, because we were running other social projects, we had even uh, founded an organization, which we cl- which we called the Global Experience, and the Global Experience was what uh, we have, what has happened after our first video went viral, and uh, within very short amount of time we had friends all over the the world, like we were communicating with people from really all over the world just because of this one video. Um, And so 
we organized uh, meetings with some of those people, like people would come to Münster and we would spend two weeks together working on um, social projects, uh, mostly in internet. Uh, and then uh, much later, as we um, noticed that it's also possible to generate money with this, uh, then we started really to to make it like more seriously, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still and, a social project. It's still absolutely easy language. This is not a money making machine no. by any means of the <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. It's no even even just really different. We put a lot of money into the project without really thinking that we will get this money back. But it's for us. It's the most beautiful idea. For us, because, you know, because it's our roots, it's what we were always doing. It's like connecting people and getting people to tell about their societies, about their problems, about their joys uh, mm-hmm. um, on Internet and exchanging and, and reaching out to each other. And maybe, I don't know, a word becomes maybe so cynical that it sounds like I would try to, you know, do something political. But it's not political. It's just like there are so many cultures and those there are so many beautiful people outside and so many beautiful words. Let's kind of try to show it each other. Yeah, and that's, that's the other the thing other. about uh, easy languages is that we're not just showing the language, how it's spoken Uh, in real life on the street, but we're actually also documenting a lot of culture that isn't yes. documented in a lot of other places. And, and, so, and this is... Yeah. Excuse me, Manuel. I got a little bit excited, so I... <laughs> it I, I, I interrupt you. But it's really... We document the everyday culture. We We document the culture which is too much every day for somebody else to document it, you know? Like we have videos from Ulaanbaatar in uh, the Mongolai, Mongoli, I don't know. Yeah, in Mongolia? Mongolia? In, in Mongolia. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that you know uh, very well uh, how Mongolia looks like with these deserts and mountains and snow and Utahs. But do you really know how is the normal life, everyday life in Ulaanbaatar? I guess not. And you can watch our videos and see people speaking Mongolian and you can read so you understand what they are talking. And they are talking about every, absolutely everyday life and, and, and problems and, and joys also. And this is uh, something which is so much worth, uh, has worth on its own that uh, the money is kind of coincidental. It came and we accept it because it uh, empowers us to make more of it. But uh, yeah, but it's not the direct aim. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I love this this point of view. It's I think it's a point of view as well that I remember <laughs> old lady Kerstin and talking to old man Janusz now, but it's, Even I, like, I remember when the internet first started and stuff, there was this feeling of like, oh, this is going to revolutionize the world. And it really felt like this only positive, you know, like it was like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of felt, you know, like when you watch like in the s- things from the 60s of how they imagined the future and all the cars would be flying, it felt yeah. a little bit like that. And yes. sometimes there are those moments. Like I also remember 
the Maastricht contract. And that felt a bit like, we're going to have the euro? Oh, my God. And yeah. and then things happen and you realize your life doesn't change so much. Yeah, but it's not so I easy. YouTube, YouTube uh, and this communication brings a lot of problems at the moment. And so it's also very, very disappointing. But uh, mm -hmm. still, there, there has to be people the the We need people who work on the good side, sort of, you know, like making something uh, reasonable. There, yeah. The good, I love it, the good side. So with all <laughs> the, the good side and good intentions and we're all, <laughs> I have got very hard hitting uh, Fluent Show listeners and I asked my listeners if they had any questions for you. And there's a question okay. from Ingrid. And Ingrid said, I read on their website that co-producers receive 70% of the ad revenue that their videos earn on the YouTube channel. I'd be interested to hear what the range of earnings is. So we are hard hitting. We're speaking the truth here. <laughs> this, this is a tricky question for several reasons. Yeah. Number one is that our current website for easy languages is terribly outdated. And I am tasked with... Uh, creating a new one and I'm actually working on it but Kari was just telling me today to hurry up <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> and, costing um, people money Manuel <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we actually uh, the the model of how we work with co-producers and because there's different um, ways to earn money from these projects there's the YouTube um, ad generated money mm -hmm. but once you're somewhat successful that money is actually not a lot and most channels including ourselves um, earn the majority of their money from patreon so from direct support by viewers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, there's this is how we started the information that's on our website is basically how we started when we first have co-producers and now it's actually a little bit um different i think Think. And I'm. I don't want to, uh, because this is really something that Kari manages and knows more about. So I don't want to risk uh, saying something wrong here. Mm. Um, but the yep. fact is that uh, that co the producers earn the majority of the money, and then Easy Languages, as the roof organization, um, earns enough to support the. Um, The organization. We also have um, other people working full time on easy languages. Um, Justyna, yeah. who does also easy Polish, she basically does the entire management between all the uh, logistical stuff and the producers and the quality control and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. how that works. So, so all all the money easy languages gets, and it's not 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 really enough, goes back into the structure. So we have people who kind of uh, take care about uh, everything what has to be taken care of. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And if you're a co-producer on Easy Languages, how do I imagine this? So from what I'm hearing, I don't think that... Is it? I would. It, I would not imagine that I sign up. You send me a camera. You send me a video. You send me a camera team, and all I have to do is go out and be beautiful. So, <laughs> what do I have to do as a co-producer if I, yeah. for example, wanted to join up? Because Easy German, sent, that's a new idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have sent uh, equipment to teams that oh, cool. um, we thought had a lot of potential, but just didn't have the equipment and didn't have the means to get their own equipment and we believed in what they would be able to do and we sent them 
uh, a camera and a microphone. Uh, but that's not usually what happens. Um, so, and yes, we do get a lot of um, requests or ideas or offers from people who want to participate, which is awesome. But just like you said, we can't, I mean, it's not, it still has to be a project with, <laughs> you know, it has to be managed in some way. And we also strive really for good quality on, on all of our channels. Yeah, and but so we still... Mm -hmm. We still have people who produce videos using the smartphones. Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm so, not talking about the technical equipment. I'm talking about um, it's not everybody can just become a co-producer, shoot three videos, and then do something else. Like we want people who participate in the long run. That's really um, good, yeah. And, and then also invest the time and energy to achieve high quality in the sense of... Yeah you know, learning how this works. Mm -hmm. uh, and the process is really easy. Um, you can send an email. Am I allowed to give this out? I think so. Uh, yes, it's you on are. on the website. Uh, it's info at easy-languages.org. And then Justina, who I, whom I just mentioned, um, will send an answer with um, basically the next steps. And the next steps is um, basically... Uh, shooting some test footage and answering some questions and then we take it from there yeah and we teach also uh, what is the composition of the picture how should your picture look like why is it important that we always see both eyes of the person we are talking to why what is the position of mic why is the quality of the sound even more important than the quality of the picture uh, why should you be uh, edited um, so that it's kind of uh, um, maintain the energy of the situation and uh, will not get boring, you know, and so on. So we school people and we uh, transfer all our experience, which we gained by 15 years of work or even more if we count the of a canal. <laughs> and... Uh, and and try to um, train them, and we also try to um, generate uh, excitement and and this feeling that the, these videos are not some stupid YouTube videos, but they are important. It's really um, it makes mm -hmm. a lot of people happy to have these videos, you know, and so that's what we do. I agree. And the, the videos are, they are so much fun. They're, sometimes I just watch them because I'm I'm feeling homesick. Um, and then sometimes I watch them actually for the languages that I'm learning. And obviously, okay, so I my listenership is very multilingual in the sense that they're learning all sorts of languages. It's not just German learners or just French learners. So I get people learning everything. So I have some questions that kind of go into more to the content for the other languages. And the one is uh, Angela, who is actually lives in Germany and can super, super Deutsch and arbeitet auch in Deutschland. And she says, I love all the Easy Languages content and especially the Easy German podcast. Huge thank you for the hard work. So you, you are not just popular. You're like beloved. And I really noticed that. Uh, question you. one was, is it tough to develop the content for the fringe languages? I'm thinking of Swedish, where there's only a couple of videos. And question two, are there plans to have similar podcasts for the other languages? Ooh. 
it, I like the it's question. so good to have intermediate content. I'd love something for sure. Trust me, if you work with these people, you can never do enough languages. <laughs> but yeah. you have the same, right? Our, uh, it's so I'm so sad that we don't have more um, Swedish because I love the sound of Swedish. <laughs> Manuel, you are... Ja, Yeah, <laughs> you were trying to learn Swedish and a lot of people love Swedish and we cannot find a producer in, in, in Sweden. It's such a pity, yeah. yeah. Ah, so if you're in Sweden, Swedish. info at easy-languages.org. That's Please. right. Yeah, I would be so happy as well. Easy uh, Swedish, I think, would have a huge potential. And yeah, we just haven't found, we just haven't found a team. And then... Also, of course, um, it's more difficult for the smaller languages to, I mean, it's it's hard to turn this into a full-time job either way. Like, I mean, it took us, I don't know, 10 years, um, but yeah. it's especially hard. I mean, German and French and Spanish and Italian are languages that are really learned, mm -hmm. being learned all over the world. Um, and then the smaller the language, um, not that many people learn Mongolian. So it's probably not going to be easy for our easy Mongolian team to turn this into their full-time job. Thus, they have to do other jobs as well. Thus, they can't produce as much content as we yeah. can. Um, that's just how it works. Um, in terms of the podcasts, the answer is yes. Um, we are working on it and we have several teams who would uh, also like to start a podcast. Um, and we basically decided that we would like to do the same for all the languages that we're doing for the Easy Languages, uh, for the Easy German podcast, which is um, for our podcast, we provide a full transcript and a vocabulary helper, which shows the most important vocabulary and the translations during playback. Um, and this is something that we make available to our members on Patreon. And... Um, it's it's really well received people use it and people say that it really supports their learning process um but it's quite the how should i say it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of technical complexity in the <laughs> in the in the post production basically and so we're going to start with easy spanish and um i can't say when but we're going to i'm working with the easy spanish team so that they can start um, their podcast and then hopefully expand to more languages. I know Easy Greek uh, wants to start a podcast, so I'm sure there will be more Easy Languages podcasts in the future, um, but things always take longer than we think, so I'm not going to give a time estimate. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to uh, use this moment to, to say thank you for all people who support our project and uh, our easy languages videos because this Patreon system mm -hmm. is really kind of helping uh, above all, all those languages which are, as Manuel was explaining, not so popular in the world uh, as to have so many um, clicks and so many viewers that it would generate some um, some money or, or some enough money to survive on it, but um, with the Patreons, we we could find always a community of people who say like, hmm, there is not uh, many um, videos about learning Mongolian, but uh, I think 
It should be. So I will support the project. They should make Mongolian a little bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. And and this um, uh, this works with all the other smaller languages as well. And that's great. That's a chance we, we try to use. Mm, I'm a I'm a Patreon producer as well, or Patreon account holder. So the Fluent Show has a Patreon, and it's I have found as well the it's not even just the money. It's not a hundred percent the money. It's it's the fact that somebody is willing to yeah. to support you financially. That they are so invested in yeah. the the project continuing, the project doing well. It gives you a real boost. I'm I'm yeah, I can only say just thank you so much to anyone who sponsors. On Patreon, I'm definitely going to put your Patreon in the show notes yeah. next to next to ours, and then people can get the <laughs> big the big double. <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, that's great. And as we are at it, we should also thank, or I should, I would like to thank people who give us, just as you said, so much love <laughs> in the comments. It's uh, yeah. you you don't imagine how powerful it is for us mm-hmm. to read uh, uh, your comments uh, telling us that we are good and that we are useful and that people appreciate our work. It's just this is uh, what what gives us uh, uh, wings, um, what uh, motivates us to love this job. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. So I have I have one more question that kind of goes in this direction. You've kind of explained it already, uh, but it, let's be really specific. So Clayton asked, is there some way that I can support them so they have more content with the languages that I want? And the answer to that would be then find the language you want and see if that language has a Patreon. So I think in his in this particular listener's mind, I think he wants... He probably mostly wants to know about Vietnamese and Cantonese, for example. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cantonese is uh, in the works. Um, and Yay! Vietnamese, I don't think we do have. We don't have that currently, do we? I don't know. We have some videos. We were in Vietnam. and Yeah, I but we don't have we... an active team. No, not, not an active team, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, if, if a channel exists, absolu- exists and has a uh, Patreon account absolutely and if there's no active content that just means there's no producers uh currently so if you have the time and the talent and the the energy and you would like to be one then um, email us (laughs) i noticed this happening to easy welsh and i'm a welsh learner so i was like oh i could do that but i can't i live in england but (laughs) (laughs) In the yeah. future, in my dream future, when I move to Wales. Okay, um, ich habe noch, hab noch ein paar Fragen auf Deutsch, die, die interessieren oh, okay. mich auch persönlich. Erstmal, wie ist das, ich, ich habe mich nämlich da schon öfter gefragt, wie ist das mit der Rechtslage? Weil, okay, die, 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 sind, na, die sind ja alle auf der Straße, sagen wir, in Berlin. Ja. Ich laufe da auf der Straße rum. Das heißt, wenn jemand die Straße filmt, dann darf der das auf YouTube stellen, richtig? Aber muss da bei euch jeder ein Formular ausfüllen? Holt ihr euch die Unterschriften? Nein. Ähm, Schwieriges ich, Thema. Kann ich anfangen, Manuel? Ja, aber mit dem Vorwort, dass auf gar keinen Fall sollte man auf das hören, was du sagst, <lacht> weil du sagst immer, ich mache das nach Bauchgefühl und ja. … Das äh, ist, glaube ich, nicht der beste Ratschlag. Okay, okay, aber wir machen das nach Bauchgefühl. <lacht> Gefühl. 
Und ich war schon, weil das Problem haben wir seit, seit äh, all den Jahren, mit denen wir uns mit Medien beschäftigen, gibt es dieses Pro Problem. Und ich habe mich sehr ähm, ausgiebig damit beschäftigt. Und das Beste, was ich hier gehört habe, war eine Vorlesung von äh, einem, den äh, Kennedy-Bruder, der ein ähm, Rechtswissenschaftler ist. Und er sagte ganz deutlich, es wird immer eine Grauzone bleiben. Ja? Und in dieser Grauzone ist es wichtig, dass die Menschen, die Medien machen, sich die Freiheit erkämpfen. Du musst darauf bestehen, dass du das Recht hast, die Medien zu produzieren. Weil es werden sich immer Leute finden, die aus irgendwelchen Gründen alles Mögliche verbieten wollen. Ja? Und da müssen wir aber einen Widerstand leisten. Und zum Beispiel, trotzdem, Manuel hat recht. Also wir sind, was man, äh, ähm, was man auch so Guerilla-Filming äh, nennt. Also wir filmen ohne jegliches Erlaubnis oder mh, Moment. Okay, also ja. Lass mich nur kurz aus, aus nur, ja. nur, nur den Satz Ich verklage euch nicht. <lacht> Und äh, ähm, ich gehe aus, davon aus, dass wenn ich, wir reden nie mit Kindern, ohne Eltern dabei, ja, also wir mh, sprechen nur mit erwachsenen Menschen. Und wenn ein erwachsener Mensch sieht, dass jemand ihn mit einem Mikrofon etwas fragt und er sieht auch, dass er dabei gefilmt wird und er kriegt auch erzählt, dabei passen Sie auf, wir haben ein Projekt, mit dem wir Menschen helfen, die Deutsch lernen, aber kaum eine Spracherfahrung haben können, weil sie zum Beispiel in Russland leben oder in Amerika, dann ist er genug informiert, um sich zu entscheiden, will ich das machen oder will ich nicht machen. Ganz viele Leute wollen, sie wollen das nicht machen und sagen, nein, danke, mehr oder weniger höflich und gehen weiter. Und damit sind wir absolut einverstanden. Wenn jemand keine Lust hat und keinen Spaß dabei, soll er auch das nicht machen. Aber die Leute, die sagen, ja, warum nicht? Ich antworte gerne eure Frage. Ich betrachte das auch direkt als Erlaubnis, das auch zu publizieren. Ja. Ja. Und dem möchte ich dann aber trotzdem noch hinzufügen, dass äh, jeder Mensch, den wir interviewen, eine Karte von uns bekommt. Und da steht auch nochmal explizit äh, drauf, äh, wo, an welche E-Mail-Adresse er sich wenden kann, wenn er mit einer Veröffentlichung doch nicht einverstanden ist. Also ja. wir informieren die Leute und man kann jederzeit auch nachträglich übrigens einer Veröffentlichung widersprechen und dann schneiden wir das raus. Das ist alles gar kein Problem. Ja, und das passiert auch. Tatsächlich rufen Leute an oder, sch oder, oder schreiben uns an, oh, ich habe es mir überlegt, ich möchte das doch nicht. Manche vergessen sich dabei zu beschreiben, was das dann schwieriger macht, aber wir fragen dann nach und äh, es ist absolut kein Problem für uns, äh, es weg, äh, rauszunehmen. Also wir sind extrem auf der Seite von den Menschen, mit denen wir sprechen. Wir mögen und sind sehr dankbar und, und wir kümmern uns um diese Menschen. Wir wollen nichts Böses machen. Mhm. Ja, ich habe das nämlich einmal gemacht mit dem, mit dem Podcast und hier in Großbritannien, ich denke, da, da sind die Leute noch ein bisschen reservierter und schüchterner als in, als in Deutschland, aber ich kann auch hier in Canterbury auf die Straße gehen und mir hat das total viel Spaß gemacht. Ich, 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 hab, ich fand das früher im Fernsehen schon cool, wenn man diese Straßeninterviews gesehen hat ähm, und bin dann auch mal irgendwie mit dem Mikro auf die Leute losgegangen. Ähm, und es, also es macht wirklich Spaß und man bekommt teilweise auch 
sehr interessant. Es macht einfach viel Spaß, die ganzen Stimmen später zusammenzuschneiden und so. Ja. Aber ich ja. habe hab auch dann gedacht, okay, dann muss ich denen auf jeden Fall sagen, das und das und das. Und also man muss schon sehr deutlich sein dabei, ne? Ja, klar. Mhm. Ich habe auch die Erfahrung, ich habe auch in England Menschen interviewt und ich, ich bin ein absoluter Anglophil, heißt das. Mhm. Ich liebe England, ich liebe die Leute in England, die so schnell und so ähm, das Gespräch mit dir genießen. Das ist das, was du in Deutschland ganz selten äh, erfährst, dass die Leute stehen bleiben und einfach äh, weiter plaudern. Und du musst den Leuten sagen, pass auf, wir sind jetzt fertig, ich muss jetzt weiter. Ja? Weil, ähm, äh, ja, und Engländer, was ich an Engländern lieber ist, dass sie keine zwei Sätze sagen können ohne einen Scherz dazwischen. <lacht> äh, und es ist einfach fantastisch und wir werden, wir haben jetzt äh, einen Moderatoren in Brighton äh, und er hat schon einige Easy English produziert und er unterhält sich mit den Menschen in, in England und der, der Unterschied ist meistens gerade da drin, dass, die, dass mehr gelacht wird einfach und mehr herumgescherzt wird und mehr ähm, du siehst, dass die Menschen mehr das Gespräch genießen einfach. Und mhm. in Deutschland sind Leute super höflich und antworten gerne, aber dann sagen sie, naja, aber sie haben gesagt, ne, sie, sie fragen mich nur eine Frage. Mhm. Und, und so, also. Ja, ja in hallo. Kari <lacht> ist hier und sagt hallo. Hi. <lacht> Tschüss. Oh, habe ich mich gerade erschreckt. Wie, wie in der Easy German, äh, im Video, Easy German Video Nummer 1. Hallo. Tschüss. <lacht> ja. Oh, so, yeah. I, I, will, I will summarize this, or I can't summarize everything in English, but for, for the listeners who, who don't speak German, uh, because I think this is quite a fun uh, summary. So we were talking a little bit about the legalities of interviewing people in the street and how Easy German goes about allowing people to withdraw their consent to be filmed, to be published, and so on. And Janusz concluded by saying he really enjoys the videos that have recently come from Britain and the way that he's been doing videos in Britain as well, because Brits really like to joke. And the, it, the conversations are kind of lighter. And it's true that I think in Britain, embarrassment is very easily addressed with humor. This is a, seems to be the national yes. way of dealing with things. So yes, I will I ask you... Oh, sorry. I love this English word self-depleting humor. Yes, yeah. Self-deprecating. <laughs> self de That's it. Self-deprecating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I try to make it to have this. Um, I like to have this humor also in Germany, but in Germany you have to be careful because people. Um, people don't very, understand sarcasm. Very easily believe you. So, <laughs> yeah. so if you are you if you say like oh yeah I'm stupid uh, oh, I don't understand anything they will think like yeah okay he's stupid he doesn't understand anything <laughs> so hat er ja gesagt hat er ja gesagt so my other question the the I promise it's the last one I is about easy German in particular and Germany as a country so obviously. You are all Berlin-based. How do you represent the the huge range of localities and places and regions and 
Wow. You know, you how do you represent Germany? It's, it's yeah, impossible. The huh? first, the first yeah. step before we start representing Germany is representing more of Ber more of Berlin than just Prenzlauer Berg because no. <laughs> what, what Janusz no. does is <laughs> he or I mean I, I'm not excluding myself what we do is we meet in Prenzlauer Berg which is where Kari and Janusz live and we leave the apartment and we start shooting and then we yeah. walk down uh, what's one the street, street. One, one street Uh, and walk it back up again, and then we have the episode. And people like the restaurants and the shops that are on the street—they already know us. Like they, yeah. they absolutely know us. And um, sometimes yeah. we approach people, and they say, "This actually happened uh, the last time both of us shot together." Uh, someone said, "I already took part this week." <laughs> <laughs> so we, and it's yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, funny, but it's also something i really think uh we should start um uh, yeah going to different places in berlin and then also germany and austria of course kari and you have traveled a lot and have done a lot of episodes from different places in um in in germany and in austria and in switzerland um but um we do two videos per week and most of them are from berlin Yeah, and this is really a funny question because we moved to Berlin uh, with the, the aim to have access to more people. We used to live in Münster, and in Münster people are really nice, really nice, only sort of the same, you know, the same level. They are students uh, and, and uh, officials, and so there was not so much... So much Diversity. Uh, yeah, different diversity and so we moved to berlin and uh, by a coincidence we landed in prenzlauer berg in, an, uh, in a very nice looking neighborhood and we have a perfect street to ask people because this street has really broad walk lines you know so you can ask somebody to answer your question and you don't disturb other people who can easily pass you by This is because this is East Germany, and uh, in East Germany, East, East Berlin, uh, the, the 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 old East government would pay more attention to the people than to the cars. So the because there weren't that many cars. Yes. So the streets were not so broad, but the walk lines. Sidewalks sidewalks were much uh, broader and we enjoy it and also um, they say it's a hipster gang so there are like young happy it's and very gentrified let's just yes, say young happy um, in people here and that's good but um, uh, uh, to tomorrow i will bike i will buy an uh, e-bike and i hope that uh, this will empowers me to go in many, many different places in Berlin, as we intended. <laughs> I, have to, I have to laugh. Manuel and I were talking before you, before you joined our recording, and he said, oh, yeah, Janusz, we mentioned the e-bike. And I said, every time I talk to my dad in Germany, he says, Kerstin, Kerstin, kauf dir doch ein e-bike, dann kommst du dahin und dahin. Because I live in England, but I, in, I don't have a car. And I spoke to my best friend, who's she lives now in America, but recently spent a week in Germany and she came away and she said, yes, yes, so-and-so has an e-bike now. This person has an e-bike now. So yeah. e-bikes are the like to... topic of the day in, in Germany. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well because last time we went out, we did a video uh, recently where we basically cycled through Berlin, like a long tour through Berlin. Oh, wow. And I have a racing bike and I cycle uh, aggressively. And so I had to wait every five minutes <laughs> for them to catch up. And now I think with the e-bike, things might turn because these things... They can go pretty fast, I think. Yes. Oh, oh don't. <laughs> and, I have just bought roller joy. skates. That's about as much as I'm going to do for the next weeks. <laughs> and it's a joy. It's really joy going with the e-bike. And mm -hmm. it's also still um, a good sport activity because uh, actually you are um, pedaling. Yeah. Only you are going quicker. So the joy is not that you work less. You work quite the same um, the same way, but you cover more ground, you know, you see more, you move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. This That's sounds it. great. Here in yes. in um England, I think only last week e-scooters have become legal, but only in two cities where they're trialing it. So England has been really hesitant about e-scooters. And I'm quite, I'm looking at one and I'm thinking, I would really like this. It would be really fun. Berlin is covered in e-scooters and <laughs> Janusz loves them. They're loves so them, loves them, loves them. The other day we were at the at a demonstration. This is a few months ago. <laughs> and um, and then we were, Kari and Janusz and I were there and then we we're like, okay, how do we get home? And we were like pretty far from home and there were these e-bikes which you can rent and we decided to take them and then Janusz was like, no, 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 I'm I'm taking the scooter. I, and I'm like, but the scooter is so much slower, but I love the scooter. And there's actually, uh, if you follow Easy German on Instagram, um, Kari is always very creative there. And there is a new series <laughs> called Janusz Rollt. And, uh, you can view Janusz on various uh, scooters and other electrically uh, motorized vehicles. <laughs> okay, so we are all happy. The only one thing um, kind of uh, bitter is that those uh, bikes are, are expensive. Yes, I heard that they, they really are expensive. So yeah, maybe you have to make ridiculous. them into a camera and then film <laughs> using the bike and then it's an easy German thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm, sure we will. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Yeah. Okay, so... I have one last question for you. I know I said this five times, but you know, I'm using but my... we always take you so off topic. I don't know what this, <laughs> how this question started that we ended up talking about e-bikes. But... <laughs> I, I, I try to get a sense of how <laughs> you can represent more in Germany. So for example, uh, do, yeah, would true. you have like a Hamburg production team or a Rheinland-Pfalz production team? Is that a I vision for the future? Our vision is to um, be able to travel more. We already uh, approached Deutsche Bahn once uh, and asked them to sponsor us. Kari did, and they refused. But if anyone at Deutsche Bahn is listening, we would yeah. all like to have Bahncard 100 and then yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. travel At more. least Flixbus. <laughs> but, yeah, we like uh, train. We like mm -hmm. trains. Train, train, train. Um, yeah. What, <laughs> was, what was your we favorite will. ever video to make for, for, for each of you? Ooh. Uh, I uh, I have to say it. I could mention other, but I think uh, the one uh, video which I am associated the most is the video where I went out and asked them, um, "What is the sense of life?" 
what is the meaning of life? Or, uh, and oh, was is the Sinn des Lebens, yeah? Was ist der Lebens? Wow. And yeah, and this was like, for me, it's a joke. It's uh, the joke is the question is so big that if I would ask this question uh, in England, people's rea uh, reaction would be laughing at me or scolding me or saying like, oh, get lost, it's impossible to say, or you know? Um, but in Germany, people just uh, answered very sweetly. Oh, Germans are so serious. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so this is... But I have many, many videos which I could um, talk to you now. Uh, but this one is kind of uh, nice, yeah. And mm -hmm. for you, Manuel? Um, it's hard. And I actually, I mean, compared to you, I've, I haven't done that many episodes, uh, that many videos. Um, but the one that I think, think back to fondly although it wasn't actually that fun in the moment, is the dreams and wishes one. And yeah. the story is that um, I, I lived in Kiel at the time in the very north of Germany, and it was uh, the cold, cold winter. There was snow, and it was really, really cold. And because I think of myself as a minimalist, I didn't have a winter jacket, even just this really thin, fake leather jacket. And we went out and um, asked people about their dreams and wishes. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite episodes. Number one, um, the the answers are really nice and really sweet. And that despite the fact that <laughs> after shooting for three or four hours in the freezing cold, we went to a cafe to take a break and have coffee. And we discovered that the microphone wasn't connected and <laughs> there was no sound on none of the footage. And we were heartbroken. And then... We went out again and shot another for another three hours, um, and I remember my feet were my like my toes were freezing off. Like, I mean, it was in the moment it wasn't actually that much fun, but in retrospect, it was a really fun day. And also in that video, it's a little bit weird now because it's still in the video. Um, I was asking people to vote for a project that I had done for like a scholarship. And none of that is online anymore. And so it's a little bit weird that that's still part of the video. Um, but I won that scholarship because so many people clicked on the link. And I think it was the first time that I realized the power of this project. I was like, oh my God, real people are are watching this and they're enthusiastic enough that they would try to support me in that way. Um, and so I think that would be yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, you won 10,000 euro or something. Yeah, 5,000, yeah. It wow. was amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, congratulations. And <laughs> this is a long time ago. This was in 2012. And I feel guilty till today because of this microphone. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, so many good answers. Till today, I know that the first question, the first answers, the answers till in the first three hours were even better than the answers we got after. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no offense to all the lovely people in the second no, no. round. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And the thing is as well that you it's it's so easy to say well deserved because just so much goodwill for easy German and for easy languages. You can tell 
watching in every video you can tell that there is joy behind it you can tell that there is there is such a positive intention behind it and of showing germany and for me as somebody who you know ex expat it's called you know yeah. um a german or a, i don't feel expat but you know a german person who lives in a different country immigrant kind yeah yeah it's it's so nice to see home sometimes yeah. and it's also so special to me to have a way as a teacher of communicating to people um what this what this place really is because i think sometimes people you you must get this as well like people think germany is bavaria and uh, people ask me about leather trousers and all this kind of like beer drinking but i for example i come from a wine region and It, I don't associate when people when I say I'm from Germany. I don't want to tell people about a big glass of beer. I want to tell people about wine, and yeah. it's just so nice to show reality and difference and stuff. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I have very similar um, also feelings towards easy Polish mm -hmm. because uh, at the moment the political situation in in Poland is very complicated and a lot of political decisions are plainly wrong and 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 really hideous uh, and so if you would rely on on the regular media you would probably uh, feel a little bit reserved towards Poland okay and in our easy Polish videos po Poland is beautiful smiling nice uh, everything what I would like you to show you from Poland <laughs> you know they very friendly and optimistic and lovely videos. And that's also a reality. You know, we don't need to um, uh, watch uh, news and and get down by all this horrible uh, news we got every day from all over the world. But there, there is beauty in the world and we should celebrate it as well. Oh, okay. I will let that be the final... <laughs> final words because it's really nice <laughs> so erstmal auf deutsch dann bedanke ich mich auch zweisprachig erstmal vielen vielen dank dass ihr bei der die jetzt feminin ist fluent schon mitgemacht habt <laughs> dass ihr dabei wart und die so viele fragen beantwortet habt vielen vielen dank thank you guys so much is really yeah. really enjoyable thank you kari for saying hello and yeah. <laughs> uh, that just leaves me to Do the usual thing of where can people find you? You mentioned that you have an Instagram. So maybe we should just run through the social media or just tell me what you want people to do besides give them money on Patreon. Come on. Yeah, sie I sollen, think... Sie sollen fleißig die Fremdsprachen lernen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Easyminuslanguages.org will soon have a nice new website, I promise. Easygerman.org without the minus already has um, a better looking website. And, and better working. Um, and otherwise, I think the easiest is to just um, type easy and then the language you're learning on YouTube, on Instagram, um, where on, on Facebook. On Google. On whatever. Google. Yeah, I think that's really the easiest. Obviously, um, Easy German on YouTube is our channel, but Easy Languages, there's so many great channels. Um, so... Yeah, and, and like you said earlier, they're easily recognized by the logo mm -hmm. because there are some on YouTube that have maybe a very similar name, um, but you can quickly we have We have designed this logo in paint. <laughs> mm. 
Really? Yes. Oh, well done. Yes. That's a good, that's a, it's a good job in paint. <laughs> it all started kind of, uh, you know. Like... And it looks like this. It just does, does look, does have this paint look. <laughs> Eventually, we might have a corporate redesign, but for now. We should. <laughs> oh. And you, I'm sure that you heard and that you hear that we also enjoy um, talking to you. That's thank you. Yeah, for your, for your interest and for being uh, being prepared to talk English and German uh, all at once, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you speak eight languages, Kristen, right? Oh yeah, but not as well as I speak English and German. <laughs> My, I have four ones where I'm very confident, and then I have maybe. Uh, I don't know if I should count Luxembourgish because I speak Moselfränkisch, so I can understand yeah. Luxembourgish. So, nice. but if I want to show off, I can count it, and <laughs> I can. If I want to show off, I can count my Schullatein, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think maybe n nine, but four awesome. conversational, yeah. And tell me which ones. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, Deutsch-English, no? Yeah. Uh, I speak French. I started yeah. French in secondary school. And I took it to England and I did a bachelor's in French. So I'm very confident in French. Um, yeah. I, I taught myself Welsh for the last five years. I've been learning Welsh, uh, Walisisch. Yeah. yeah. And um, then th there's languages that I sort of speak or have studied really so i don't really want to say speak because people think you're magic if you say speak sometimes yeah. so uh, spanish and italian and latin and then i did a little bit of russian and right now for one year i've been learning mandarin chinese and i understand luxembourgish i, I yeah. think i think that's it roughly great nice yeah just that's awesome i want to learn all the like like many of my listeners i just want to learn all of the languages if i can all the languages. <laughs> yeah but welsh in particular i really fell in love with it's beautiful and um are you 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 do know our easy welsh videos no yes yes i've watched some all right. yes ah okay okay yeah, yeah. but it again it's a very it's a bit dormant at the moment right yeah yes so i had a question that i I didn't thought we didn't think we had time, but you are so generous that I'll just squeeze it in here. Um, which was how different do you find making in English we would call it socially distanced interviews? So interviews mit sozialer Distanz, mit Abstand halten, mit wegen Corona. Yeah, uh, I we had we have a solution like having the micro on a, a micro boom. Mm -hmm, on a, a boom arm, yeah. yeah. Broomstick, yeah. And this uh, provides for the good uh, distance. And last time I forgot to take this broomstick. Uh, broom. Not broom. Broom, broom is for cleaning. <laughs> it could work, huh? Yeah, you could use a broomstick. <laughs> and, <laughs> but we're uh, professionals. And really, I was forgetting. I was so much into the discussion with the people mm. that I was forgetting the distance um, very often. But Francisco was uh, kicking me for this. So we... Um, we kind of um, talk about it and he said if I will uh, notice that you are too close I will um, hit you not yeah and so he was um, he was uh, care taking care about me a little bit but it was a problem so it's a good idea to have this uh, boom mic or mm -hmm. mic boom yeah yeah. And also, I, I would like to add that um, during the lockdown in in 
in quotation marks, um, we actually developed a lot of new ideas for new formats that we would have never done otherwise. So it was actually kind of a net positive. Yeah. I have a, a surprise. Janos and I are in, in, in very separate locations. He's at home. I'm in the Easy Languages office. Uh, and someone wants to say hello again. Hallo. Ja, hallo, <laughs> 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 Na, wir haben so lange uh, ausgehalten. Is, <laughs> that's traveling from place to place. <laughs> We have been talking so long, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> okay, well, let, I will let that be my my note to shut up. <laughs> it was lovely talking to you, Kirsten. Thank yes, you so much. really enjoyable. Thank, Thank you, you both so, so much. And we, you have a lot of fans, so I'm sure people are really going to enjoy this this episode. So... It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Manuel. Adios. And goodbye from Janusz. Cześć. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the show by leaving a review in your podcast app or even becoming a member of our Patreon community where our supporter perks include a secret feed full of added show notes and a VIP option where you can get priority answers to your listener questions on the podcast. Don't forget that you can send us your language questions and feedback to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show or Instagram hashtag The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you and read every message and review. See you next week.